try and start getting into Twitter a little bit more. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Twitter, but I'm going to try and start getting into Twitter uh, and, and see how that goes. Um, but, you know, mainly what we do is, is Facebook and Instagram. So go ahead, check out all of our social medias, follow us up there. Like I said, especially with SHOT Show coming up. It's the best way to keep up with us and what we're doing out there. Uh, and then also go ahead and check out our Patreon. Anything you guys give us goes directly into this podcast. Uh, it is, you know, a paying portion of
week and different stuff. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, going to have some cool interviews. Uh, I might do some interviews on Patreon, uh, so be looking out for that. I might still do some, uh, you know, maybe like roundtable discussions. I understand not everybody can do Patreon, but everybody that does, I greatly, you know, greatly appreciate you. Um, but you know, I understand not everybody can, so I don't want to, you know, not just leave you guys out behind. So uh, check our Patreon to a lifestyle podcast. And with that, let's go ahead and start. New York with my state of mind. Every statue is at liberty to get declined. I break rules, I be branched, that I will defy. Governed by the thoughts that you heard through a grapevine. Me and Siri switching lanes to my baselines. Hanging up on bitches, throwing pussy for a FaceTime. They say bars go to heaven, so stickers out your barking up a tree. I see them sniffing like the canine. Niggas claiming that I don't spit hot shit. I murder beats off top. That's off rip. Six feet is the distance. As always on this show, this fucking show sorry uh had a brain fart there i guess for a second but as always on this show we are always going to highlight the shooting sports and the first two articles come to us from amelan and tactical life uh the first one from amelan uh talks about new this week on shooting usa uspsa carry optics pcc nationals uh now if you aren't too familiar with uspsa that's kind of like the running and gunning that you see like jerry mitchell do and, and all that kind of stuff whenever they're competing uh you know these are actually two you know, relatively new divisions, carry optics, uh, you know, before, whenever you, uh, were in USPSA, if you had an optic on there, you were in the open division, uh, which is the guys that have like three to $5,000 guns that look like fucking something from Star Trek or Star Wars. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a big disadvantage, but you know, USPSA, uh, in the past few years came out with carry optics. So basically it's just regular guns, you know, like your, you know, regular Glock, regular SIG, Smith, whatever it may be, uh, just with the optic on there. And then PCC, uh, stands for pistol caliber carbine. Uh, and again, this is a new thing, uh, you know, with the, the popularity of the AR platform nines. And then, you know, you had the rigor PCCs, you had, uh, you know, all the different brands coming out. So uh, they came out with their own divisions for PCC and, and carry optics. So they are coming out with, uh, you know, the, the new um, uh, the new division uh, nationals for it. So that's going to take place uh, in uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, which is 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, these are the air times, of course, and these are going to be on the outdoor channel at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then if you're in Canada, because I know we do have some Canadian listeners on the show, uh, it's going to be on the Sportsman Canada channel. Uh, and, you know, definitely want to wish the competitors out there a great, you know, success. Hopefully you guys do amazing. Uh, be safe. Don't want to, you know, have accidents like we've had before uh, in some recent uh, competitions that we covered uh, definitely don't want to have that stigma so uh, be safe have fun and good and good luck to all the competitors uh, the next article from tactical life talks about the 2022 uh, action national pistol championship schedule uh, and action national pistol is a little bit different than you know regular uspsa uh, it, it is definitely you know it is uspsa but it's it's just the different, you know, divisions uh, like multi-gun, classics, two-gun, carry optics, all that kind of stuff. 
Anyway, so uh, March 30th, it's announcing that the USPSA Multigun Nationals are going to be in Clinton, South Carolina. May 20th, the uh, Classic National Single Stack and Revolver will be held at the Talladega CMP um, uh, CMP range up there, uh, June's 9th. Uh, the two gun PCC pistol nationals would be at the Palisades in Colorado, uh, September 7th. Carry Aptics nationals in Talladega, Alabama, September 23rd. Uh, United States IPSC nationals in Frostproof, Florida. And IPSC is, is kind of like the international organization that's very similar to USPSA. Uh, October 11th, uh, Open Limited PCC Production Nationals in Palisade, Colorado. So if you are near those places, I'd highly recommend that you go see this. You get to see some amazing shooters from around the country uh, come to compete. Uh, the Steel Challenge World Championship will be held on April 27th through May 1st. Uh, in Talladega at the CMP uh, place there. The International uh, Basic IDPA National Championships will be September 22nd through the 24th in Palisade, Colorado. Uh, and there's some other ones, the Bianchi Cup uh, in Columbia, Missouri. It's going to be March, or I'm sorry, May 26th through 29th. And the International Revolver Championship will be in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, November 3rd through the 6th. Like I said, if you like shooting if you love guns if you like to see some really cool shit i highly recommend that you go see this you get to see some real professionals uh go do what is you know what they do best and it's awesome it's it's great to see and if again like we've said on the show uh highly recommend that you look up an idpa or uspsa local match near to you all you really need to have is a gun uh and two to three magazines a holster uh, and some holster mags. You can, you know, if you're, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you probably at least already have a gun. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be some fancy, uh, you know, sorry, my dog is freaking the fuck out, and I have no idea. Anywho, must be the mailman or some shit. But, uh, you know, not saying that you have to, you know, have any sort of fancy equipment. Just have whatever you have, and then go do this it's so much fun the people there are going to want to you know help you if this is your your first one uh so I, like i said highly recommend that you go do a uspsa or an idpa uh damn it all right i'm back uh had to go see what the fuck was going on had people here that i didn't know was coming so got the dogs to shut the fuck up and told everybody to be quiet and let's go ahead and resume this anyway uh so the next article comes to us from guns.com uh and it's about army picks the new generation weapons weapons optic now if you aren't familiar kind of with what's going on uh the military is attempting to upgrade their weapon systems i mean we've had the m16 m4 platform rifle i mean since vietnam so i mean that's fucking like 50 60 years uh, you know, there's a lot of issues in especially Afghanistan where you had to really reach out and range and, and attempt to, to neutralize somebody. Uh, but, you know, the 5.56 five, round wasn't really doing, you know, it's effective up to a certain amount, you know, a certain range. And then, I mean, it could hit something it could you know could even injure somebody but it doesn't neutralize them uh you know best thing i had uh somebody tell me about was that you know if you look at the marine corps you know you had the the uh like shots in the waist and you know and you know somebody mentioned it to like some like marine colonel you know what's the most effective 
shooting platform, you know, prone. Well, if you just shot somebody in the hip, you know, yeah, they're not moving, but you just gave them the most stable shooting platform. Anyway, uh, fucking side story. But the, uh, you know, so the, the military and specifically the army is, is looking to replace the M4s and, and get new cartridges. Uh, looks like they are going to be going with some sort of six millimeter cartridge. Uh, but they didn't even pick the fucking new rifle yet. Uh, but they have picked the new optic. So uh, if you are, you know, part of the, the GWAT veteran community, uh, you are very familiar with the ACOGs. You know, the ACOGs were, you know, pretty synonymous with the GWAT uh, rifle. Uh, and if you don't know GWAT, G, you know, GWAT is the global war on terror. Uh, but anyway, so they decided to go with this next optic. And this next optic is the XM157. Uh, and this is a 10-year contract. And it covers the production of up to uh, 250,000 of these optics. And these things look like, you know, something from a fucking movie basically it's some you know it's it's a type of lpvo it's a one by eight by 30 magnification uh combines a laser range finder and a ballistic computer and an overlay display uh for increased first round hit you know probability so it's kind of crazy how things have evolved uh, it comes with uh you know etched reticles as a backup uh, and like I said, if you've seen this thing, and, and I'm sure you have if you've been on social media lately, uh, it, it's it's very high tech. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, are saying, damn, you know, uh, Vortex beat out people like L3 Harris and, and all the other kind of stuff. Um, you know, and, and I wonder how this is going to make Vortex go up in kind of like the the eyes of the gun community because if you go on like social media or message boards you know a lot of people call vortex poor text because it's not like eotech it's not fucking um you know trijicon aimpoint whatever you know what, whatever the higher tier uh like steiner you know whatever whatever you know kind of fucking high glass you know expensive ass shit that people like to to gucci out their their you know weapons with so uh, the fact that they did this, you know, the fact that it, it's going to be really put through the fucking paces uh, through soldiers and Marines and whatever, you know, whatever military branch seems to adopt this. It, it's going to be interesting just because of the fact that, you know, uh, ACOGs were really put through the test. Uh, you know, they kind of got a reputation for being rugged and reliable. Of course, you know you give it to a, a fucking Joe and, and a Joe is still going to find a way to break some shit. But, uh, the fact that, you know, it's going to be a vortex and it's going to have all this shit on here. Uh, very interested to see how, you know, well these, um, you know, hold up. Uh, next article comes to us from Amelan. Uh, it's t uh, titled Mexico's military gun trafficking problem. Now I wanted to talk about this just because of the fact that, uh, I am, you know, it's, it's very crazy how we are all familiar with the Fast and the Furious. And if you aren't familiar with what Fast and the Furious is, uh, it was a program by the ATF under the Obama administration that literally trafficked firearms to Mexico. And the reason they were doing it is because they were trying to see, you know, like see like point A to point B, how, you know, firearms get trafficked into Mexico. But there's really no fucking good way to do that. Uh, the firearms many of them were lost in transit and they still ended up at crime scenes along the border and in Mexico well Mexico has actually prosecuted more people 
for Fast and Furious than the United States has. That's something to ponder on. You know, Mexico, who is infamous for being corrupt and just just very uh, not very great justice system, has prosecuted more people for Fast and Furious than the United States has. So, you know, there is things that's been going on. I believe we talked about it. Mexico is suing U.S. firearms and manufacturers for $10 billion in damages, alleging those manufacturers participated in negligent business practices and are responsible for, you know, massive damage, killing, uh, anarchy, and it's destabilizing the country. Mexico is ranked uh, in this article, it says, as 124 out of 180 countries of corruption uh, on a corruption index based by Transparency International. That's why I said it's insane to me that Mexico has prosecuted more people for Fast and Furious uh, than the United States has. So, uh, you know, there's just one firearms retailer in the entire country, and it's in the heart of Mexico, and it's encamped in the middle of a military base, uh, and still guns are being recovered. Uh, and it turns out Mexico's military is, is also a huge source. And this is something else that, that's pretty crazy that, you know, it's funny how Mexico is trying to blame U.S. manufacturers. But really what's going on with a lot of this is that the uh, Mexican military, you know, they go, you know, people will join the Mexican military, get the training, get the equipment, and then they will desert and go work for the cartels. Uh, so that, that's pretty crazy. Um, and that kind of goes on into the next story just because I feel, you know, that story really just kind of shows the ineptness and the lack of accountability. You know, people always want to talk about lack of accountability for, you know, law enforcement agencies. I'm telling you what, fucking lack of accountability for federal law enforcement agencies is just fucking through the roof. Um, but this next story from MLAN uh, is titled ATF Caught Red-Handed Fabricating a BS Reason for a New Gun Rule. So, if you aren't familiar with what's going on, is there is a new proposed rule on unfinished frames and receivers, and it was developed, you know, they stated, to numerous requests from licensees seeking clarity on how to privately manufacture firearms may be accepted and recorded. But a FOIA request by the Gun Owners of America shows that this reasoning is false. You know, the ATF's numerous FFL licensees that contacted the ATF and housed out how they did this, uh, it's just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, you know, say, you know, it, it's just insane. It, you know, they're trying to say that it, it is a huge number of like 300 licensees, uh, but that's horseshit. It was, you know, in the maybe the dozens. Uh, so it's just a, a bunch of bullshit. So just think about that when I say that these federal agency, especially the ATF, which is the agency that is responsible for enforcing firearms laws, un especially unconstitutional firearms laws in this country, is doing this kind of underhanded bullshit. Uh, the next article comes from some tactical life, and it is titled, Rare Breed Triggers Awarded Injunction Against Baghdadi Unlimited. Now, we've talked about this on the show, but just kind of a brief synopsis of what's going on. Uh, Rare Breed Triggers uh, has been in a fight for its business life, I guess you could say, uh, because the ATF, again, uh, decided to put a... Uh, halt on their FRT-15, which is uh, kind of a, f I don't want to say it's a, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's not necessarily a binary trigger, uh, but it is a, an accessory that attempts you to help pull the trigger faster 
uh, and shoot more rounds down range. Well, while this is going on, Big Daddy Unlimited, which is a huge piece of shit company based out of Florida, uh, and you know there was a bunch of shit on social media about this, uh, basically copyright infringement, this trigger, and decided to sell it themselves uh, as their own name. Well, as soon as this happens, you know, Rare Breed, of course, filed a copyright infringement against Big Daddy Unlimited. So, you know, Rare Breed Triggers was not only fighting the ATF, but they were also fighting Big Daddy Unlimited, which was a just a bullshit uh, fucking just, you know, bullshit move on their part. Uh, well, anyway, on December 30th, U.S. District Court Judge Robert L. Hinkle granted Rare Breed Triggers a preliminary injunction against Big Daddy Unlimited, uh, basically stating uh, that, you know, temporarily Big Daddy Unlimited has to stop selling these triggers that are copyright infringements until the result, uh, you know, the res the resolution, I should say, gosh, uh, of the case between, you know, Rare Breed, and Rare Breed Triggers and Big Daddy Unlimited. Now, I brought up this story just because I'm, I'm glad that happened, but also uh, there hasn't been very much news of it yet, but there has been talk, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to put this out here as unconfirmed sources, uh, you know, people I, I trust, but I just haven't been able to independently verify, and I haven't seen it, and again, I, I pulled all these stories a little bit early, um, just because of the fact that, you know, I am getting ready this weekend to go to SHOT Show, so normally I do uh, my recordings on Sunday or Monday, try and, and wait until all the news comes out, uh, and then, you know, Friday, I normally pull like, all right, like here's the stories that happened since the last show, and I'll keep my eye out for any other stories that happen over the weekend. But anywho, uh, there's a uh, some rumors that have gone around that Rare Breed Triggers and Big Daddy Unlimited has uh, been raided by the ATF uh, and raided. You know, it's, it may not be like you know what you think in a fucking movie where you know they kick down doors and you know guns drawn and all this kind of shit. You know, they might have just went in there with a handful or two of agents. But anyway, they you know went you know brought themselves onto the property of these two businesses and they seized all of these triggers. Uh, you know, Rare Breach's original design trigger and then BDU's Big Daddy Unlimited's uh, copy of the trigger and then at one of the places they seized the customer list of who all has bought those triggers so far. Uh, so if you've bought in these triggers, I'm, I'm just going to let you know, and I believe, and I don't have it in front of me because, again, these were text, and, and I'm looking at my laptop right now uh, trying to, to record the, the podcast. But anyway, uh, I believe it was Big Daddy Unlimited's customer base or, you know, customer list of who bought these triggers was the one that was uh, seized. So I'm just going to let you know if you bought, you know, this and, and you use you know your name and or a credit card or debit card or whatever it may be uh, you're probably gonna at least get a letter from the ATF saying that you need to either stop using that trigger you need to destroy it whatever the fuck it may be uh, because you know they're they're going to try and fuck people over out of their property uh, so that's just what it is 
the next article, and I'm not saying it's right, but that that's what what's going on right now. Until we have a government that decides to to not infringe upon our rights, that's what's going on right now. The next article comes to us from Tactical Life, and the title is FBI Training Ammunition Contract Awarded to Federal and Spear. Uh, now, this article is you know talking about how basically what this is 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 that FBI's um, uh, you know, training ammo, so like the the ball ammo, stuff like that, is going to be, uh, you know, awarded uh, by Federal and Spear. And then this next article kind of goes along with that. U.S. Army awards Winchester $20 million series of next generation squad weapons contracts. Uh, and this is going to have to be with the ammo uh, so Winchester, the largest manufacturer of small caliber ammunition, uh, was awarded a total of $20 million in cost and firm price contracts related to ammunition development uh, in regards to manufacturing yeah, 6.8-millimeter 6 .8 next-generation squad weapons program. Uh, and I think there's one more. Yep. Uh, the next one is FBI contract for Winchester ammunition, 9 by 19 uh, And these two articles, well, it's actually three articles. Uh, two of them come from the Firearms blog, and the first one that I mentioned comes just from Tactical Life. Uh, and the categories are going to be for duty service, micro, pistols, training, and reduced lead, and frangible. Uh, you know, this sucks, and it seems like it always happens at the worst fucking time. Uh, because we've talked about this before, um, you know, whenever there's an ammo shortage and it's, I'm not, you know, whenever this happened under the Obama administration, I want to say it was like 12 or 13. And a lot of these, you know, stories were coming out and people were, you know, very much so under the tinfoil hat theory, you know, saying that the military, you know, or the, the government's doing this to get ready for whatever, or they're trying to continue to shortchange uh, the market. You know, I, I don't believe that. It's definitely going to put a strain on the ammo industry that's available for civilians because uh, with government contracts, you know, if you don't, you know, service them first, then you're not going to get another government contract because, you know, they expect they're, they're spending these millions of dollars with you that you put them first and these companies want these contracts just because that's guaranteed fucking money um uh, so uh you know like i said i don't think this is malicious but it's just very bad time and, and this happens all the time you know uh fucking law enforcement agencies purchase you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of ammunition all across the country just because that they have to you know qualify either annually or semi-annually or quarterly uh, they also have to do training um, they also have to you know tr you know send you know officers deputies uh, agents whatever it may be uh, to academies and then you know each person is going to shoot at least a case of ammo in the academy so I mean this is just bad timing unfortunately uh, so hopefully it doesn't strain the already well it's definitely going to strain I'm just going to find out if I can say it it's definitely going to strain the already delicate ammo supply that's out there I just hope that we don't go back to you know because they're starting to you know I go to my academy I go to my Bass Pro uh, I see, you know, ammo on the shelves. I see, you know, it's not a humongous fucking selection, but it is a generous selection to where if I wanted to buy ammo to go, you know, have fun at the range all day, I can do it. Um, 
you know, it might have to be like in several different calibers. Maybe they don't have enough in one caliber for me to just shoot nine all day or just shoot five, five, six all day. But they have enough ammunition that like I can spend, you know, maybe a couple, you know, to three to four hours on on AR, a couple to three to four hours on my nine millimeter, uh, a couple to three or four hours, like maybe just planking with 22 or, you know, go to my uh, 308 or, you know, if I wanted to bring out my revolvers, I could shoot 38 special or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so I hope it doesn't go back to the way it was in 2020 and 2021. Uh, but that's what's going on out there. Just so if you see, you know, ammunition getting scarce on the shelves again, you can have a reasoning why. And again, the reason that, you know, I do this podcast is just to inform you guys what is going on in the gun world. Because if you are like me, I am very gun centric. I love guns. Uh, I'm not a huge talker. Uh, I had a coworker drive with me on that 18 hours back from Connecticut. Uh, and basically all I did was listen to podcasts and fucking music. And uh, if he wanted to talk to me, he talked to me about my fucking interest, which is uh, fucking family, guns, motorcycles. So next article comes to us from Emiland.com, uh, and it's titled as Indiana House Passes Constitutional Carry in 2022, Will the State Senate? And I wanted to throw this out here just because that right now there are 21 states that are constitutional carry. Uh, I'm hoping that Alabama will pass constitutional carry this year as well. Uh, there is going to be some, you know, just some kind of um, rallies to show support for constitutional carry from the state organization here, Bama Carry. I'm hoping that I can make it uh, to one of them. Uh, there is a state conference for Bama Carry. Uh, I'm planning on going to that as well. I'm hoping to get Bama Carry's president on and talk about what you can do in your state if you don't already have constitutional carry uh, to try and, and you know do a grassroots campaign to try and, and have your uh, at least you know get some momentum going for constitutional carry if you don't already have it. Uh, you know I'm I'm really excited to see what this year will bring for constitutional carry. Uh, I, like I said, and, and you know, me being a law enforcement, I don't, I don't care, uh, that people have constitutional carry. It is a right. Um, you know, you can normally tell when somebody is doing nefarious with a firearm, uh, just because there's other nefarious things going on, you know, just because a person has a gun doesn't mean they're automatically a bad guy. And I've been, you know, in meetings with, you know, chiefs and sheriffs and, and, you know, law enforcement administrators from, from across the state. Uh, and, and I've let my administrator know, like, this is how I feel. You know, I know you feel completely different, uh, but this is how I feel. And, you know, when it's been brought up in those meetings with, with all the big wigs, you know, and the, you know, idea of constitutional carry is brought up, I just, you know, just say my piece and shut the fuck up. You know, that's, that's all I can do, uh, you know, and I hope it happens. I really do. I hope it happens in Indiana. I hope it happens here in Alabama. And then hopefully we can get uh, Bama Carrier's president on and talk about, you know, maybe what you could do grassroots campaign-wise for Constitution Carry in your state. The next article comes from Sam Land. It's titled is New York Attorney General Subpoenas NRA's Susan LaPierre. Now, this is not going away. This is still going on. Uh, I'm very curious of what's going to happen uh, just because a lot of the allegations that happened in the NRA for you know uh, misuse of money and uh, you know unfair you know un, you know very favorable treatment and all this other kind of bullshit uh, it, it also revolved around Susan LaPierre and it's not just because he's 
you know, Wayne LaPierre's wife. Uh, she was the leader of the women's leadership forum for the NRA. Uh, and the AG wants to know certain things. Uh, you know, what were the fundraising goals or expenses versus revenue brought in? Um, you know, was this, you know, really to raise money uh, for, you know, the, the women's leadership forum? Or was this just an excuse to dispense luxuries, uh, including a $20,000 a day yacht uh, that, you know, the women's leadership fund rented. So, uh, you know, be, I'm telling you just that whole house of cards is, is falling down. Uh, I'm very, I hate, like I said, I've said this before. I hate to see the NRA go just because, oh, pardon me, just because the NRA is a large part of the second amendment movement. Uh, you know, whether it's just in name only, or it's just, you know, a lot of people say, you know, NRA negotiating rights away because they haven't haven't really been there like they have in say like the last twenty years. And and I'm not a huge fan of a lot of things that the NRA has done, but I will say I am happy that the NRA is there just because it is the punching bag of the gun control activists, while the real organizations like the FPC, Segment Foundation, GOA, things like that are out there doing the real work that the Second Amendment community wants to see you know, be done. So I'm very, I'm thankful for them, at least for that respect. The, you know, I'm just going to say normally we have a separate section for gun gear news and reviews. Uh, but just because there's been a lot of things that are being released, being ahead of shot show. Uh, and a lot of it is making news, not just in guns and gear, but also just kind of what we've talked about previously, whether it be this episode or previous episodes, uh, I am wondering, you know, what's going to happen with this stuff. So um, it's on this episode, we're going to have just kind of a mixture of the main segment with the gun gear news interviews. And then we're going to have the gun culture segment later. Uh, so the first thing we're going to be talking about that kind of, you know, gets into this aspect is from Amaland and it's ghost gunner launches the 0% gun receiver metal to be banned next question mark. Uh, so basically, if you aren't familiar with Ghost Gun, uh, it is Ghost Gunner. It is a company that used to sell um, 80% receivers, and they had like a you know just like a cheap CNC machine that you could purchase. Uh, that all you had to do was place like your 80% receiver uh, in the you know machine, press a button, and boom, it automatically makes you know a uh, a fully finished receiver. Now, in Ghost Gunner is uh, you know affiliated with Defense Distributed, which is uh, has been a huge company for the 3D printing farms, you know, you know market slash movement. Uh, they launched their new zero percent receivers a week before Shot Show, uh, and it will be available for the Ghost Gunner three without the need for expensive upgrades. So the Ghost Gunner is the machine. Defense Distributed is is kind of like the main company. So, uh, and, and literally what this is, is it is just a, you know, like a CNC machine that you put a block of metal in there and it CNCs the AR receivers out of just a block of metal. Now, uh, the item is available on their website for about an estimated $85. Uh, and I believe this is going to be, um, like additional attachments that you could um 
put on your previous Ghost Gunner if you do not have the Ghost Gunner 3. The co current models of Ghost Gunner 3s will be able uh, to take the solid block of aluminum and mill it out. Uh, so the solid block aluminum is going to cost only about $20, uh, making the entire build cost on average about $105. It's comparable to 80% receivers currently on market. So uh, that's cool stuff that's coming out. You know, can't stop the code. Uh, fucking the ATF is going to try to constantly stop freedom, and it won't be able to happen. Uh, these next articles, I got one from MLN, Ballistic, and Guns.com. Uh, and this is about Sig Sauer launches commercial variant of the MCX Spear uh, and the 277 Sig Fury ammo. Uh, and this is kind of what we've been talking about previously. Uh, you know, this uh, the Sig MCX Spear uh, was Sig's uh, version of their rifle and you know the caliber that the military was wanting for the next generation squad guns. Uh, but and, and I tell you, I saw a really good meme. I think it was either last night or this morning, uh, and it was you know kind of making fun of HK because everybody's wanting the the uh, seven uh, from HK to come. I think it's the seven be imported uh, in some form or fashion. Uh, and you know they're saying how you can't have uh, you know mil you know military firearms be imported to the United States, and then Sig's like I'm just gonna you know fucking release a version of of my rifle that hasn't even been adopted by the United. States military to the civilian market uh, I think it's pretty cool uh, and it's coming out and you know it says talking about it's being released in the 277 SIG Fury which is kind of like SIG's version uh, of what the military is kind of going to but it's also going to be released in 6.5 Creedmoor and 7.62 NATO uh, and this is, this is what's really cool this is an adaptable multiple caliber rifle so all of those will not need a barrel change so that that's really fucking cool. Uh, it's going to come with uh, ambidextrous fire con uh, control, bolt catch, and mag release, uh, two-stage match trigger, two-position adjustable gas piston, uh, free float M-lock handguard, uh, and it's going to ship with two 20-round magazines. Now, this thing looks pretty sick. I mean, it, it's pretty cool. Um, and just so we're talking about the 277 Sig Fury, this is the commercial variant of the 68 by 51 hybrid military round that the United States Army Next Generation Squad Weapon Program has adapted. Uh, so, you know, that's pretty cool. And I'm looking for a price, and there's no price in the Emma Land. Let's see if there's a price in the ballistic. Looking, looking, looking. This is this is gonna make for great radio. Uh, I don't see a price on ballistic, and I doubt there's gonna be a price on guns.com then. Uh, but this thing is is really neat looking. It's very uh, unique. Uh, it's got a foldable stock as well. Uh, so I mean, you know, I'm telling you, man, like this is cool times to be living in if you're a gun lover, just because, you know, with fucking the innovation being brought by the military that innovation is going to trickle down uh, to the civilian market as well. Uh, just because, you know, like, for example, Glock. You know, when Glock was trying to go for the uh, the you know, Army handgun trials, you know, they, they decided to go with the 19X. Uh, they didn't get it, but guess what? Uh, it was released to the civilian market, and it was a huge hit. 
So they also came out with the 45 MOS, you know, 45, 45 MOS. Uh, and then I kind of think that that also uh, led the way for things like the 43 and then the 48. So uh, next thing, we actually talked about this last episode, but it was officially announced. Uh, and I think what happened, and this is funny, uh, a gun dealer uh, received the Smith & Wesson new CSX and I guess I don't know if they didn't sign an NDA or if they just didn't give a fuck about the NDA or if they weren't told that they couldn't uh, release a picture of it uh, but last episode we talked about the the new you know CSX coming out from uh, Smith & Wesson there wasn't really a whole lot of details on it uh, but you know the, the picture showed us a good deal of like basically what it would look like uh, and you know Smith and Wesson went ahead and released it it's gonna have a uh, it's gonna have a 12 plus 1 capacity and it comes with an additional 10 round magazine for better concealment it's chambered in 9 millimeter um, you know that's kind I mean it's a 3.1 inch barrel uh, the MSRP on it is 609 so probably like once it's really flush into the market it's going to have I'd say probably comes in closer to maybe around 500. You know, it's I'm not you know I'm not just crazy about it. If I got one, uh, I'd like to to you know hold it in my hand, shoot it, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this is basically for the people that like those hammer fired uh, you know weapons. It's very 1911-ish. Uh, you know, it's got like a 1911 style trigger. Uh, it comes with a thumb safety, you know, exposed hammer. Uh, it looks like, and I actually have one of these. It's the Colt 380. Uh, it, you know, it's very like 1911-ish, but it's a 380. Uh, and it's it's a perfect pocket gun uh, or an ankle gun. You know, I'm just not a huge fan. Uh, I, I got it for like next to nothing. I think I got it with a trade on something else. Uh, and uh, you know. I carry it for that stuff, but I'm not going to spend like $500 for this. Something else I'm, I want to talk about, and uh, this is you know really fucking awesome. I love Magpul personally. I, I'm you know, I guess people if people say like, are you a fanboy of anything? I'm a fan of like Magpul uh, and Mantis. Uh, those are two things, just because basically everything that they come out with is awesome. Uh, you know, they just don't make one thing and you know, that's what they kind of hang their hat on. Uh, but Magpul has released a fuck ton of products this week to get ready for SHOT Show. Uh, and something else that's been amazing is that they have, man, I don't know if they got like a new social media guy or team or strategy, uh, but their meme game has been fucking awesome. Uh, I made a meme about it and, and you know, it was a kind of a hit on our, my social media. So, uh, they have come out with, uh, and I'm just going to kind of list some of the highlights here because they, they've come out with so much shit, literally. It, it's pretty cool. Uh, they came out with a uh, Ruger American short action uh, Hunter American stock. So, you know, their stocks that they made for like the 700, it's now in uh, the Hunter American as well. Uh, they've come out with, and this is going to be like around like $300. Uh, they've come out with a, a new DACA single pistol case, which their pistol cases are really well. It's only 40 bucks. Uh, they've come out with a DACA can and large, which I really like. Um, it shaves, you know, it has some of the, a lot of the same features, the original DACA can, but it's just larger for more storage. Um, and it's only $25. That's really cool. Uh, they come out with a new and improved DACA can. 
Um, something else, uh, they came out with a new uh, Magpul Pro 700 Lite stock. That looks really cool. Uh, if you're into PRS, that's something that would be into. It's about $600. Uh, something else they came out with a new Tejas gun belt uh, you know belts are always a necessity a good belt is always a necessity uh, the only thing I'm not a huge fan of is the price it's $120 uh, you know around 110 to 120 dollars depending on like what model you get or whatever uh, they also have come out with a new bipod uh, they've come out with a new stock they've come out with a new um, some, something else that they come out with that is really fucking cool is a um, a site that they have come in. It was in collaboration, and I don't have this pulled up. I wish I did. It, it came out yesterday, and, and I guess I pulled it up on my phone uh, and on my laptop, and that's why it's not right here. But it was a uh, very similar to the um, the uh, fucking Vortex optic that we just talked about. Uh, you know, it's got a uh, internal ballistics uh, calculator in there, range finder, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm telling you, it is fucking insane uh, what they've come out with. And I wish I could remember the company that they collaborated with. Uh, you probably know uh, if, if you're out there. Uh, some other stuff that's come out. Uh, and this is, like I said, you know, some of this stuff is news. Some of the stuff is just kind of gear announcement. Uh, but, like, I'm telling you, Magpul... They always come out with a whole list of things every year for SHOT Show. Uh, they just don't stay stagnant, and they just expect their magazines to be the reason why they are an industry uh, staple. They tr you know, constantly come up with new stuff, and that's what I love about Magpul. Uh, Bushnell releases a new Vault Bino harness system. Now, if you've ever, you know, whether it's hiking or hunting Whatever you do, if you carry binos, you understand that shit can be a, just a fucking suck. Uh, and the, this new system is really cool. Uh, it is like a, almost like a harness, uh, and it's got a large compartment uh, for like the larger size binos. Uh, but it's also got like two little pockets on the side for either like a rangefinder or you want to put like some licky chewies in there or whatever the fuck. Uh, it can fit up to a 12 by 50. Uh, prism binoculars uh, and it's got mesh on the inside to help you know keep your optics uh, a little bit you know uh, you know safe on the inside uh, it's just the harness basic is $70 if you want to get like the little pouch on the side for like your laser range finders it's an additional $30 that is not that bad that is you know a pretty damn good price honestly for some shit I've seen uh, you know it could be way the fuck more expensive uh, that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, Kershaw is releasing new products. I, I like knives. Uh, you know, got into blacksmithing last year, uh, so I I'm just a big knife guy. I I'm grown really, really more liking into knives. Um, but uh, you know, there's some new knives coming out there. Uh, I'm trying to see what this one's called. It's pretty fucking cool. They got like a chopper, uh, regular, you know, fucking knife, and then they got this uh, like little duo knife. Um, one, you know, it, I'm trying to see what is, what do they call it? I don't see what it's called. Mm. Don't know. Anywho, uh, this, this article comes to us from recoil. So check out, uh, you know, Kershaw and see what they got coming out. That, that's some pretty cool shit. Uh, 
Aimpoint has come out with a new Duty RDS. Uh, this is kind of cool. Uh, Aimpoint is a really great brand for optics. It's kind of one of the older brands. It's been around for a long time. Uh, they came out with the PRO, which stood for the Patrol Rifle Optic. Uh, it was a huge hit uh, among the various, uh, you know, law enforcement agencies out there. Uh, now they've come out with this is like a micro red dot. Uh, it's not as expensive. It comes with a three-year battery life, uh, and it's got a two MOA dot. And it's MSRP is four ninety nine, so I imagine that it's going to sell for maybe around four twenty to four fifty, uh, whenever there's like some sales going on. Uh, but you know this is this is really good. The temperature span is negative forty nine degrees to one hundred and sixty degrees, and of course this is in Fahrenheit, uh, and it's submersible up to eighty feet, which is twenty five meters. Uh, so that's pretty cool. It's got 10 brightness settings, one off position, four night positions, and six daylight positions. Um, it, this is pretty cool. Uh, it's a one piece. Uh, you know, it's, it comes with a mount, so that's something else that you don't have to worry about. You know, uh, if you get yourself a good mount for like a, a hollow sun or whatever it may be, you know, you could be looking for like an additional hundred dollars as well on top of that. So this this is you know really a good you know good price range for for everything. Um, Ruger released a new Wrangler revolver with a bird's head style, uh, and this is from Tactical Life. Uh, just unfortunately, it looks like it's only in 22. Uh, now, if this was like in a 38 uh, or maybe a 357, uh, that'd be popping, be fucking cool as shit. Just because the bird's head is, is you know, it's got a very unique look. Um, if like you're familiar with uh, like uh, Tombstone or uh, Wyatt Earp. You know that kind of stuff. That's like the kind of guns that, like you saw, like the Gamblers or Doc Holliday carrying. If you aren't familiar with what a bird head is, uh, it's just kind of like a, a J frame, uh, except it's got like a little round on the end for like, your palm. Uh, next thing, Mossberg releases a new 940 Pro Turkey all-loading shotgun, and I threw this in here just because of the fact that you may, you know, when people think of, of the gun community, especially like gun guys, they probably don't think of hunting, but hunting is still a large part of what the gun community is in my mind, just because that's how a lot of people get into uh, guns to begin with. That's how, you know, how I got into guns. Uh, you know, my dad bought me a, a shotgun literally for, you know, hunting, uh, you know, dove and deer and I just enjoyed shooting it so much that I ended up getting uh, you know Ruger 1022 for squirrel hunting next and that's when it really fucking took off just because you know ammo was cheap and it was so much fun to shoot um, so this thing uh, it comes in two barrel lengths and that's why I thought was pretty interesting about it, it comes in 24 and 18 and a half inches uh, it also is going to come with a 1.25 adjustable length of pull on the fore end uh, of the stock so that's that's pretty cool uh, it's going to and this is something that's what I thought is pretty cool is that it already comes uh, fucking uh, tapped for a optic so you know optics are becoming a huge thing in shotgun hunting now uh, so the fact that it's already milled for an optic like a, you know a uh, fucking uh, I don't know what you call like a, a red dot, you know, not like a, a micro red dot, but like a, a RMR type red dot. 
So that, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's uh, four plus one. Uh, now the the MSRP, but you know, for people that are into shotguns, you know, this isn't really that bad. Uh, shotgun hunting, especially, uh, it's eleven twenty. So it, I got a feeling it'll probably be around a thousand dollars when it when it starts getting out there, you know, really well. Uh, the next thing that we're going to talk about is EAA teases updated high powers in the new P35 series. I just don't know how I feel about this. Just because, you know, it was kind of cool when Springfield came out with um, their, uh, whatever the fuck you call it, their, uh, their high point. But then you're starting to see a lot of problems with it. And, you know... EAA is not a brand that's like just fucking known for quality, uh, fucking you know quality stuff. So I, I just don't want people to fucking think a high power is a shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a high power, an old OG high power. Uh, I love it. Uh, I just don't want people to 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 think you know high power is unreliable. Um, the two big things that I kind of wanted to talk about was uh, Springfield announced a new Hellion bullpup. Uh, now, if you aren't familiar with what this is, this is basically going to be an import. Uh, it's an evolution of the, uh, the VHS-2 rifle system. Uh, it's going to be an overall 28, point you know, 28 and a quarter inches uh, while still having a 16-inch barrel with a 1-7 twist. This, of course, is going to be in 5.56. Um, this thing, I'm telling you, like you can always tell whenever a gun comes out that it's going to be in like the next sci-fi movie just because it's something that uh you know you don't really see, you know, it's something new uh you know you saw that like with the Celtic KSG was in you know some of the uh the fucking uh John Wick movies uh the uh umps were in total recall uh that kind of shit um and i guarantee you we're going to see this in some sort of sci-fi movie. It's going to weigh in around eight pounds. Uh, it's got a five-position adjustable stock. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, it's, it was uh, first introduced in 2005. Uh, it's an evolution of a bullpup rifle produced during the Croatian War of Independence in 1992. Uh, and actually, today it is the standard rifle of the Croatian military uh, police and military and police, I should say, not military police. So, I mean, it's, you know, Springfield makes, you know, pretty much all their shit in Croatia. Uh, so it makes sense that they would try and import this to, you know, see if they can make some money on it. Uh, it's going to come with a, a Magpul mag. Uh, it's got a M-lock uh, slots on the handguard. Uh, you know, the selector switch looks very AKA-ish. And its MSRP is $2,000, which is $200 less than the Steyr AUG. Uh, but it's, it says it's right on par for the, the Devor X95. I've, I've seen the Devor X95s for around $1,500 or $1,600. Um, it's, you know, twice as much as the Celtic RDB. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't have, you know, the, you know, Celtic. It just, you know, it has its, its stigma, I guess you could say. Uh, but, you know, this Devor, the Steyr, this, you know, it's all been used by different militaries. So I'm curious to see. There's going to be some people that want to get it. You know, I, I would love to see this uh, in action, honestly. I'd love to take this to the range and see how well it shoots. 
And then the last article that we're going to talk about before we get into the gun culture segment is about the new 30 super carry. So federal introduces a new round for personal protection. Uh, now, there has been a lot of fucking hate for this on the market. Uh, so basically, this is designed to exceed the ballistics of a 380. Uh, while holding more rounds than a nine millimeter, so uh, it's going. It, it, there's already several guns available uh, that can accept the the 30, 30 super carry. Uh, it's going to offer two loads, a hundred grain hollow point with the uh, Hydroshock bullet design, and a hundred grain FMJ. Uh, Remington is also going to launch two new loads. Uh, you know, hundred ground rain. You know, hundred grain. FMJ on their USMC line, or God, USMC, UMC line, and then a hundred grain jacketed hollow point, uh, a part of their high terminal performance rounds. Spear is going, and this is why it's it's crazy, is that you know there's there's one company that came up with this, but they own several of the larger ammunition manufacturers. So there's a lot of ammunition manufacturers just just fucking kicking it out straight away. Um, Spear is coming out with 115 grain gold dot jacketed hollow point, and CCI uh, is going to come out with 115 grain full metal jacket on their Blazer Brass line. So, what guns are going to be able to, to shoot this? Well, Smith and Wesson uh, is launching in its lineup a, a Shield EZ chambered in 30 super carry, and that's where this is going to try and, and fucking uh, you know target it's going to target the people uh that you know want something with a little bit more kick than a 380 but maybe they can't handle uh and, and I, you know i understand if you're listening to this you probably uh you know shoot nine millimeter and don't don't see a kick in there but you know if you're like elderly or uh, i've known people in farms classes that i've taught that had arthritis but they want to be able to defend themselves so they get trained uh so you know it would be like perfect for that shield easy and then for some fucking reason um nighthawk is is prepping a 1911 uh chambered in 30 caliber i guess they're going for the old boomers that still want a 1911 uh but they can't handle the 45 uh so you know of course there's going to be some holsters uh what i thought was crazy is that uncle mike's is saying that they're going to have a holster for this uh 30 super carry which is dumb as fuck uh, just because it's a, you know, Uncle Mike's the, the cloth holsters that holds everything. Um, but, you know, what's, uh, you know, just put in some, you know, comparisons there. Uh, the 9mm Shield EZ, uh, it's going, you know, it holds 8 plus 1. The new 30 Super Carry Shield EZ is going to hold 10 plus 1. Uh, the Nighthawk, it's going to hold 12 plus 1 in a single stack magazine, which is really cool. That, that's pretty cool. Um, the 30 super carry, uh, it's, you know, clocking at 1200, uh, 1250 feet per second. Um, and you know, that's about the, the normal range, uh, for all grains that come out. Uh, I could see maybe Glock coming out with this in their 43 and 48s, maybe, uh, add a, a couple extra, you know, that's, that would really sell the round in my opinion. If, if you see Glock come out with it. Uh, just because Glock is, is you know, a standard. Uh, you know, bringing up in their, their 43 or their 42 or their, their 48, you know, you come out with it in the 30 Super Carry. But now let me tell you the, the fucking hell that has come from this. So 
as I stated earlier, and that's why I said a lot of these stories that I'm talking about, uh, they have a lot of a lot to do with the news uh, that we've already talked about. So I wanted to kind of mesh this section all in one. Uh, but there's been a lot of hell online because of what is going on with the ammo shortage, and you know they're coming out with a fucking new uh, a fucking new you know round. I mean, how long did it take for these people to, to introduce this, to, uh, have fucking, uh, uh, tooling made, you know, take some tooling off of the line to introduce this new tooling, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of people are pissed off about it and I can understand it. I honestly, I can understand it. Uh, just because of the fact that, uh, you know, Ammo is not back to 100%. There have, you know, we've discussed it on this show. There has been numerous price increases uh, for ammo across the board. Doesn't matter what company is doing it, especially these companies. These companies are, are, you know, raising their cost. They're stating they're raising their cost because it is getting, you know, harder and more expensive to obtain the materials needed to make the ammunition. But how much do you think that they've spent in, you know, product development for this new cartridge? And then not only that, you know, it's not just like one, you know, company is doing it. No, they are doing it across the line. And since they're doing it across the line, you know, it's going to have uh, a, you know, a, a more cost incurred onto them to make this because it's not like they're just making this for for one brand uh in one type you know fmj or, or uh hollow point uh you know one one grain and all that kind of shit it they're doing it for different you know uh different i'm, I'm sorry i'm drying the fucking blank here and i really am uh they're doing it for uh different you know grains they're doing it in different types of bullets you know fmj and hollow point they're doing it in different uh, multiple companies and you know it, it's gonna you know so you're looking at least four different right there you know uh you know companies you know grains bullet type all this kind of stuff and then it's just i just don't i don't get the thought process to this uh, and then not only that, they decided to come out uh, with a statement, and the statement was very half-ass. And basically, they said, you know, sorry, you know, we're keeping up. Uh, you're keeping up, then why is you know still, you know, some ammo shelves bare? Why is still some uh, fucking you know gun stores that you know are the mom and pop shops not able to to get ammo at a good price? You know, Academy, Bass Pro. Those places, they're not suffering just because, you know, they order tens of thousands of rounds at a time. Uh, you know, the mom and pop shops that maybe only order a case or two at a time uh, and sell it in there. Uh, you know, they're put on the, the bottom of, of the ladder in regards to order priorities just because of, you know, what, you know, the the manufacturers are, are willing to sell. Just like I said earlier with the, the Army contracts and the FBI contracts, you know, they want those sales because that's guaranteed money in the bank and that's the same thing with these larger retailer stores uh you know that's more money in the bank for them to do versus these mom and pop shops so uh you know it, it's i understand innovation you know breeds 
new great shit. That's why we're talking about the the next generation squad weapon and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's just fucking bad timing, man. Um, you know, stop fucking having, you know, ammo uh, production. 24-7, basically, uh, and maybe once you get to regular business hours, then maybe release it, so that way it doesn't look like you've been just fucking off uh, deciding to create new calibers uh, and decided to, to put that out there while there's still some businesses or some shooters out there that can't get their fucking ammunition, uh, and with that, that's going to be it. Let's go ahead and roll into the gun culture segment and start. New level the game now. Simulation change. No more problems. No more argue. No more asking who really are you. I know the real you. You know we feel you. You know he hears you. You know we with you. Straight from Beirut, Chicago, Beirut. You crave, we crave too. You pray, we pray too. Never too late for him. Save you. This show, movie, because no one could play you. Devil, lay down. Well, Devil, lay down. We're Just going step. to take a step out of our kind of normal realm. And we're going to be talking about a movie from the 90s uh, that kind of launched one, you know, kind of cemented in my mind one actor's career uh and was just to me it was kind of a, a gem growing up just because of the fact that it was so different it was so cool and that's we're going to be talking about the wild wild west now will smith in the 90s uh if you are still too fucking young and you don't know what happened will smith actually used to be a rapper uh and he made you know a song for men in black he made a song uh, for I think he made a song for for Bad Boys, uh, and then he made a song for Wild Wild West, and uh, this came out in 1999. This is available on Netflix, and let's go ahead and talk about some of the guns in there. Now, obviously, since it's named Wild Wild West, uh, there's not gonna be a whole lot of modern firearms in there, uh, but there's gonna be some kind of cool classics in there. You got a Colt 1860 Army uh, Black Powder revolver. Uh, 1861 Navy, you know, if you're not into history like I am, uh, you may not know kind of the differences, uh, but, you know, there's 1862 Police Colt, uh, there's a Colt Single Action Army Cavalry Revolver, uh, that's, you know, a lot of these kind of cool historical guns, uh, you got a Remington 1875, uh, a Colt Third Derringer, that's really cool, and if you don't remember this, this was the little gun that popped out of the belt buckle, uh, you know, just cool little shit like that. It also popped out of the the little sleeve. Uh, you had a Smith & Wesson Schofield Model 3. Now, these were pretty cool little guns. Uh, you know, the break-action revolvers, that kind of stuff. Uh, some other stuff. You had uh, just a single-barrel shotgun. Uh, that was the guy in the painting that was trying to kill Will Smith. Uh, this is something really cool. You had a Mare's Leg Winchester Model 1873. Love those guns. Of course, you got the great model, uh, eight model 1860 Henry. Uh, these guns uh, were really cool. Uh, this is what you see a lot in uh, with the old Henry 3030, you know, lever action uh, type uh, type rifles. Uh, you had the old uh, Remington 1858 Cattleman's carbine. Uh, and that's something else that's kind of cool. You know, a lot of people, you know, when they think of the Wild West, they don't really you know, think of these uh, cattleman carbine type stuff. Uh, you know, basically it's a revolver with a very long fucking barrel, uh, but it's got a rifle stock attached to it. Uh, those things are really cool. 
Uh, and then you had an old-fashioned Gatling gun. Not like uh, what you would think, you know, fucking from Call of Duty, but like a fucking for real Gatling gun. Uh, you know, that's on a fucking, uh, mounted on a, on a uh, uh, you know, wagon wheel axle. That kind of thing. And then he had a whole panel of guns, uh, you know, stuff that we've already talked about. And then, of course, there was, uh, you know, a wheelchair gun in there. Uh, and you know, the big old fucking spider that, that had the cannon in front of it. I just want to throw something in there a little different for you guys out there. Like I said, this is kind of like, it was a nostalgia, uh, movie for me growing up. Uh, you know, came out in 99, uh, in 99, I was, I think I was a preteen or just became a teenager. Um, and, uh, it was a cool movie back in the day. It was based off of an old, uh, you know, TV show. Uh, like I said, Will Smith was in it. He was still kind of relatively new. I think up until that point, he'd just done Independence Day, and I think he might have done uh, Men in Black. I can't remember if this was before. I think Men in Black was before. Uh, and then, of course, Fresh Prince Bel-Air. So this was kind of like one of his first things in there. And then it had old fucking hot-ass Penelope Cruz in there. Uh, man, it was really cool. Cool movie. Uh, check it out if you haven't. Uh, a lot of you younger cats. I bet if we had Mike on here, he probably had no fucking idea what this was because this little fucking you know, Gen Z ass. Anyway, uh, greatly appreciate you listening. Let's go ahead and start wrapping the show up. of the 2A lifestyle. Uh, like I said, again, uh, if you want to see, you know, if there's something in particular you want to see at SHOT Show, reach out to me uh, through, inst- you know, instant messaging on Instagram or Facebook, and I will definitely look and see what I can find uh, for that. Also, go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to. That is the best way to keep up with new podcast episodes. And also, leave us a review. Uh, if you're listening to an iTunes, leave a review. If you're listening to us on Spotify, leave a review. Uh, if you don't have either, but your family has a smartphone, snatch that bitch up, go to the bathroom, and leave us a review there and give it back. Uh, you know, Every review you guys leave us, it greatly helps people find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content on their podcast platform. And then also, if you shoot a screenshot of it and send it to me, when it hits, uh, I'll get your information from you and send you out some free swag. Like I said, SHOT Show is coming up, so I'm going to probably have a lot of good free shit. Uh, And also, uh, if you haven't, check out our social media, Facebook and Instagram, uh, Twitter, everything, all under 2A Lifestyle, the number 2A, except for on Instagram, we are two spelled out. Uh, you know, that's the best way to keep up with new stuff coming out, uh, especially with us going to SHOT Show. And also check out our Patreon. It's the best way to support this show. Uh, and we're going to be having, when I get back, uh, some Patreon-only content. So be looking forward to that. And until then, I hope you guys have a great couple of weeks and keep on enjoying the I'm ostracized and traumatized by everything I'm not. All right, I'm lost inside. And anything I say, you better listen up closely. Mostly, I'm the one and only. Bring it home slowly, hand your boy the trophy, patience is holy, moly, I got him hating on me like Michael hates Toby, force like I'm Obi, you know the one Kenobi, force fed baloney by phonies, just wanna rule the world, call me Mr. Steel Girl, 